Welcome to Whispering Loudly, the award-winning workshop whisperer podcast as featured by Apple with Rachel Evans, the number one automotive business coach in the aftermarket. Thanks to Diamond sponsor Ventivid, Platinum sponsor Podium and Titanium sponsor Mechanic Desk. Whispering Loudly is the workshop whisperer podcast and today is a workshop whispers episode. I'm producer Mel and we're hearing from Brett in Mooney Ponds today near Melbourne in Victoria. He asks, how do we know when to have a foreman or just have them named as a leading hand? Great question, Brett. Thank you for sending it in. This is actually uh, quite a curious one. Because titles are important to Bill, right? They are important to people and we've got to be really careful uh, when we hand them out because in this instance with foreman, there's an expectation of money that goes with oh, a foreman. Dear. Uh, uh, you're a junior, mate. <laughs> I know you're doing all those tasks and it looks like you're a foreman, but really, no, yeah. no, just joking. So what we have to look at first is our federal award here in Australia and what the award says in terms of, you know, how many supervisory uh, people we have in the workshop, uh, how many people you have under you before you consider to be in a supervisory role. I had to look at this uh, earlier in the year, actually, uh, with some clients around the difference between leading hand and foreman. And our federal award, so please take note, especially if you're in Western Australia where you have a state award as well. So I'm talking about the federal award here. It actually doesn't name foreman as such. And, you know, for you out there listening, I always advise whenever we talk about anything employment related that you check with Fair Work Australia. That's super important. But the award when we last read it actually only spoke about leading hand. And you're considered to be a leading hand when you have uh, three or more people under your supervision. So if you're uh, going to add the title of foreman, which you can do because it's your business, you're actually doing so without there necessarily being rules around that. So somebody in uh, our auto aftermarket in Australia who's going after a foreman position should expect extra responsibility. They should expect that they are running the workshop floor at least without your direct supervision as the owner and that they're mentoring junior members of the team. What we don't want necessarily is argument over should the foreman still be on the tools or is he a coffee cup carrying foreman who walks around and, you know, just checks in on jobs from time to time. You have to be really clear up front, no grey areas. If he's a productive member of the team, then you've got to give him a clear target for labour time sold. If he's a performance driving foreman, so he's not responsible for uh, charging out his own hours, then he has to have a team goal for labour time sold. So, There's a couple of things to be really clear on. You've got to refer back to the award when it comes to how to pay them and what classification that they have. In terms of, you know, the difference between a foreman and a leading hand, the award mentions leading hand and it is when someone uh, is responsible for three people below them. Uh, In any case, this person that you put in this position, they must have mentoring capabilities. So they must be able to pass on the skills that they have, their experience, their knowledge, and they must be able to pass them on to the junior members of the team because how else are you going to get the development amongst the team that you need? 
Want to find out how the Workshop Whisperer team can put your auto repair shop on the path to business success? Head to www.workshopwhisperer.com slash whisperingloudly to claim your free workshop success session with the team. Annette is in Campbelltown in New South Wales and owns an auto repair business with her husband, Michael. She says, we've owned the business for 20 years this year. Wow. And we still can't leave when we want to have time off without there being some major mishap in the workshop while we're gone. How stressful. We are tired and we don't know what to do. It's a good business. We are never looking for work, but we just can't find the right team that we trust to look after things properly when we're away. Can you suggest anything? Annette, the first thing I would look at here if I was coming into your business is what do your systems and processes look like? So where's your operations manual, your team training manual? Uh, Do you hold your team members to account on the way you like things to be done? Is there a place for them to go uh, to reference uh, how to do something properly if you're not there? So do you think in day-to-day running of things, they just go and ask the boss and then he sorts everything out and then when the boss isn't there, or whoopsie? Uh, a lot of businesses run that way. Yeah, right. So the owner can leave, things go pear-shaped when they do, because the team has not learned to be self-sufficient or solutions-focused themselves. Autonomous. And it's, if you think about it, Mel, I'm sure you've uh, you know, thought this way yourself in the past. As the owner or as the supervisor, you just think, oh, I'll just stop what I'm doing and I'll go and fix this problem because I can do it faster and better. <laughs> and I'll do everything else in the business too. Now get out. Oh, no, I'm going to have a nervous breakdown. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so when we do that, we sh- solve the problem that's immediately in front of us and we get it out of the way, but we don't help the business and we don't help the team members learn uh, in the long run. And it's that solutions-focused, problem-solving mentality that our team members must have if we're ever uh, to be able to leave the workshop. So after 20 years, uh, you know, Annette, I would think that you have maybe one or two team members that have been with you for some significant period of time. My question would be, how have you developed them as leaders? And what leaders uh, or leadership uh, style are you demonstrating in your business? Because at the end of the day, the buck stops with you. So if you haven't been able to create leaders in your business to take care of things while you're away, then perhaps the work that we need to do is with you alongside doing work on your systems and processes. The other thing that I would just throw out there for business owners <laughs> who uh, you know feel like They're just always working, uh, especially where you feel like you don't have to look for work is if you're oversubscribed, you know, if you've got more work than you know what to do with, well, have you considered actually just working four days a week and saying that you're only open four days a week? Okay. There's no rule that says, well, you're a mechanics workshop, you must be open six days a week. Yeah, it's Uh, very stressful. How about deciding that you want a life and uh, you're going to open four days a week? And run your 38 hours uh, or 40 hours across that four days instead of being open for six and having six days' worth of headaches. (laughs) Four days' worth of headaches is better. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take the four. (laughs) Um, You know, that that would just make some people think that I'm completely crazy. But uh, occasionally you should give yourself permission to think outside the box and uh, make your own rules. And if your customers are coming to you and you don't have to advertise and you've always got a waiting list, they're not going to be that concerned. If it's um, a day later. Correct. 
Or you might be open longer hours during those four days, possibly. You definitely could be. Uh, I'm not saying that this is a solution for everyone. Sounds pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, for one in a hundred shops, this would be a viable option for them to have a better lifestyle uh, as opposed to being a slave to the business. So it's definitely leadership that we need to look at. How are we creating new leaders? What leadership style are you demonstrating? And we need to get the business systemised because when it is systemised, the team members don't need to come to you. That's right, Annette. So uh, find some keys and undo the shackles on your wrists and shake them out and go, oh, this feels great. Thank you so much uh, for answering everyone's questions. Rachel, how can people get in touch with you? We would love to receive your questions. Can they just find out your number from a friend you know and call you at 2am or would you see that as unorthodox? That would be slightly unorthodox and <laughs> unlikely to answer She it might too. be scared. She might yeah. be calling the police instead. <laughs> yes. But if you send your questions to admin at workshopwhisperer.com with the subject line Workshop Whispers, we will uh, very gladly answer your questions in an upcoming episode. Thanks for listening to Whispering Loudly, the award-winning Workshop Whisperer podcast, as featured by Apple with Rachel Evans, the number one automotive business coach in the aftermarket. Thanks to Diamond sponsor Ventivid, Platinum sponsor Podium, and Titanium sponsor Mechanic Desk.